the hurling club. He said he how much he hated Cork as well. This fella just seems to hate everybody, right? So this is why I haven't joined the podcast just yet. I think I might leave it off. We might get a bit heated. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Off the ball daily. You're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. We hope you're doing all right and enjoying the summer as we head into July now. And this is going to be a blockbuster weekend, folks, isn't it, for Gaelic football? We can all feel it, I think. I know many of you are listening on the road to Croker. Delighted to have your company. We'll have Ross Munley on hand at HQ for updates on Kerry against Tyrone. Our panel on this Saturday at half one will preview the game, the Armagh Monaghan encounter as well, and tomorrow's games, Derry and Cork and Dublin and Mayo. We'll also get a bit more of a Dublin Mayo perspective given the fantastic arrival they've had over the last decade with Colin Boyle after four. Plenty more besides in the show as well as get a games. So Johnny Mercer will look ahead to the Irish Derby weekend at the Curra. Fiona Hayes will assess whether Ireland can win this under-20s Rugby World Championship in South Africa. Connor Ireland will look ahead to Wimbledon. He has played there and we'll also hear the best interviews from the Republic of Ireland women's squad as they now prepare to travel to Australia after Vera Pau reduced the panel to 23 during the week. If you'd like to get in touch, give us a shout-out if you're a passenger on the road to Croker, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents if you'd like to get a shout-out or if you want to ask our guests any questions during the show, any salient questions, you can also tweet us at Off The Ball. The news round is first though as always. Colin Malani will be with us in a moment. Aidan Delaney is here right now so Aidan let's kind of maybe go through all of the details in terms of Gaelic games this weekend in the men's and women's game before we uh, get your predictions Absolutely quarterfinals weekend in the All-Ireland Football Championship getting underway at Crow Park this afternoon first up the defending champions Kerry take on Tyrone what a brilliant rivalry those guys have that's a throw in at 3.45 at headquarters today that'll be followed by the All-Ulster Clash of Armagh and Monaghan from 6 o'clock meanwhile the GAA has confirmed that tomorrow's double header is now sold out at Crow Park that's Derry playing Cork and of course Mayo coming up against Dublin now the ladies senior football championship as well yeah last eight action here as well it's a straight shootout in Castle Bar where the winners of Mayo and Leash will join Armagh in the quarterfinals Cavan can still qualify from Group 3. They need to beat Kerry Intralee to do so. In Group 4, Cork play Tipperary with the winners joining Galway in the last eight. A home tie in the last eight is on the line in Navan, where Meath conclude Group 2 duties. That's against Donegal. And in the latter stages of the Senior Camogie Championship, that's also taking place today. We have Group 1 leaders Galway going to Newry. They play down. Ennis hosts the meeting of Clare and Cork. First place second in Group 2. That's Tipperary on maximum points ahead of their game away to to, uh, Kilkenny at Parnell Park we have Dublin and Wexford looking to avoid the relegation playoff Waterford and Antrim battle for top spot in Group 3 while Offaly and Limerick are vying to avoid relegation in Banagher Who from your perspective Aidan will be the four names in the All-Ireland semi-final draw on Monday? Um, I think it's got to be Dublin and Kerry anyway the other two games are a little bit closer in my perspective I think it really could go either way between Armagh and Monaghan I've been quite impressed with Armagh this year I think Monaghan have really flattered to deceive at parts but they've managed to get this far and I think you know an all Ulster affair plenty of people down in the park I think it's going to be an absolutely brilliant encounter and I think the big story I suppose has been kind of the resurgence of Cork I remember one of our first games that we covered this year was Cork down in in Parky in Parky Cueve and we had Paul Carrigan down there and he was I think it was the Meath game and he was just saying you know Cork don't really look like they're going to go anywhere and yet here they are in the last eight and coming up against Derry and I think the Derry momentum might be starting to run out a little bit obviously they've had their troubles this year off the field as well but I think Cork Kerry Dublin and I'm going to say Armagh Carl Milani who are your four on Monday morning in that draw 
Yeah, I think I, I agree with Aidan on Armagh. I think their time has come now to try and make that breakthrough to the last four. I think Kerry will have enough for Tyrone uh, just about today. I think it'll be tight and Tyrone will make it very, very difficult. But I think Kerry are hitting form at the right time. So I think uh, Armagh and Kerry from, from today's matches tomorrow. Uh, I think Derry could be the dark horses to go all the way. I think uh, Derry for the All Ireland. Is that what you're saying? A little bit under the radar. There's a lot of talk about. Is that your prediction? It's not my prediction. <laughs> I won't uh, go on the line and say that. But uh, I think Derry will fancy their chances from this point. Uh, Cork obviously on the crest of a wave at the moment, and that win against Mayo was hugely impressive in the group phase. And then really Mayo and Dublin. We don't really know what to expect from that match because Mayo obviously love knockout football they love the pace of the Croke Park pitch Dublin I think uh, are coming to the boil at the right time as well the same as Kerry so I might just give Dublin slightly the nod there so I'm looking at Dublin Derry Armagh and uh, Kerry through to the last four So the four teams that qualified automatically Yeah That's true that's what I'm thinking. But I think uh, I think Kerry might just have enough. I think they're coming to the boil at the right time, maybe. So if I had to pick a winner for the outright All-Ireland at the moment, I think I'd say Kerry. Back-to-back, Cahill Malani, your All-Ireland winner is? Yeah, I think Kerry as well. Right. I think, I, just It's hard to see past a team with David Clifford in it. And just, like, we haven't seen the best of Kerry so far this year. And like Cahill says, they're starting to find their bit of form now. And I think they've timed their run just exactly right. And we're going to st- see a bit of uh, fireworks, I think, today. This is not the sweet music we want to hear on a <laughs> Saturday lunchtime, Kerry wins the All-Ireland anyway European Games yeah two Irish fighters boxing for gold at the games this evening in Krakow we have Kelly Harrington is first between the ropes that's for her lightweight decider against Serbia's Natalia Shadrina following them is Jack Marley competing in the heavyweight final he's against Azine Muidin. and elsewhere we have Bray's Amy Wall has booked her place in the final of the women's 60kg full contact kickboxing she's now guaranteed at least a silver medal as is Conor McGlinchey who has just come through his semi-final against Ricardo Albanez of Italy Nathan Tate has his sights set on a kickboxing goal as well that's after winning the men's point fighting 74kg semi-final this morning Nicole Bannon has a final place up for grab she enters the ring for her semi-final later Jody Brown unfortunately falling at the semi-final hurdle in the last few minutes Big shake-up in the world of rugby union yeah, major organisations are working to create a new international competition which would take place every two years from 2026. It'll involve all the Six Nations sides, including Ireland, and the teams from the Southern Hemisphere like New Zealand, South Africa and Australia. The tournament will take place in July and November, which are already international windows, and the exact structure is yet to be announced. I, I believe they should probably call this, I don't know, Cup of the World or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, well, it's going to be around the Lions and the World Cup years, isn't it? Every second year, uh, what it'll mean is the likes of the Ireland Tour of New Zealand probably wouldn't be happening anymore. Ireland Tour of Australia, Ireland Tour of South Africa. Um, what's the? I know they said they've had a massive consult- consultation around Six Nations Rugby about the players, but there's always the worry about burnout and this kind of things. So, so we'll wait and see. But it seems to be that it's it's happening, and obviously there's a degree of desire within rugby circles to maximise revenue at the moment, especially given the associations had such a hit, especially in England after COVID. So that seems to be with the private equity that's involved in the game now, that's where this is going. Yeah, it's. It, I think you're right there about the calendar. Like it's very condensed and demanding on players as it stands, and you just wonder will this competition add to that? Um, but you you also make a good point about the tours because uh, traditionally, I think players that have played in the past would always refer to the great experiences that they had on tours down under. And like last place, year, New Zealand, first ever time, one hundred percent, and they place a lot of stock on the caps that they've won on tours as well, and the the bonds that you can form 
and uh, the different things that can happen when you're on a tour in the summertime. So that would be a pity to lose that from the game. But I think it looks like now, given the consultation that, that has taken place, that this uh, looks like it's almost set in stone already. We had maybe some surprise results in the League of Ireland last night in the Premier Division. Yeah, one result that really stood out was St. Pat's elbowing their way into the title race last night. They thrashed UCD 7-0 at Richmond Park. That moves them within four points of leaders Shamrock Rovers after Rovers suffered a first defeat in six games. They went down 2-0 away to Dundalk. That win strengthened the Lily White's grip on fourth place and manager Stephen O'Donnell told LOI TV that they're more than capable of performing like that on a regular basis. Yeah, delighted. Best we've played. I think as a unit, in and out of possession, I thought from the get-go we were at it, got the crowd involved early doors, what we wanted to do, and thought we dominated the, the, the game in regards like go-forward sort of momentum and where the game was played. Obviously, Rovers are going to have a couple of half chances. They're a good team, good individuals, but in the main, I felt we dominated the game. Yeah, arguably, I think certainly your most complete performance of the season and perhaps the most complete performance of your reign as manager. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, and it's building, it's budding, but I'm glad the players got their their rewards there for putting in a performance like that and just showing, you know, what we're ca- what we're capable of when we do play at that tempo and that aggression. So delighted for the players because they're as honest and as hard working a bunch as you could get. It's just getting that little little edge amongst all of us, and we definitely had that tonight, and it contributed then to so many magnificent individual performances. Sean Rovers are just putting in a performance where they unexpectedly go on a run and then they lose and that is maybe keeping the window ajar for other teams to win this title Yeah, myself and Colin were just chatting about this off air as well it doesn't feel like there's fantastic quality in the league this year it feels like Rovers have kind of come down a little bit and that's opened the door for the other teams to kind of step through you do feel like I'm going to chat a bit about the qualifying round for the Champions League when Rovers start to get into that European action will that open the door a little bit more as well more pressure on their players are they going to see points starting to be dropped as well Um, so it could be an exciting title race without necessarily being one that's full of quality which I think we take at this stage because Rovers have been so dominant for the last couple of years that we do need to see the likes of Pats, Rover, uh, Pats and, and Derry stepping up. Okay, so give us the details on this uh, Champions League. Yeah, their draw. opponents for the first qualifying round will be the Icelandic side Breda Blick. Uh, the first leg will be down on the 11th of July in Tala Stadium. Rovers have won all four previous matches against sides from Iceland and Europe as well, so a bit of an omen there. Back to the league action last night then. Derry dropped to third with Adam O'Reilly dismissed in their one-all draw at Shelburne. Caelan Barlow scored and was later sent off for Sligo as they beat Bohemians 3-1, while Cork and Drogheda drew one apiece at Turner's Cross. First Division as well. Galway United remain 13 points clear at the top of the First Division courtesy of last night's 1-0 home win to bottomside Kerry. Ronan Coughlin scored his 27th goal of the season so far as Waterford hammered Finn Harps 6-1. Cove Ramblers scored two late goals to win 3-2 away to Athlone while Tracy United and Bray finished one all. There's one game tonight and that's Longford entertaining Wexford. Uh, there's news about Shelburne Football Club. Yeah, their first team coach Alan Quinn has been suspended from all football-related activity for four months after a breach of the FAI's betting rules. The charge relates to a breach of the rules in connection to 18 League of Ireland games between August of 2022 and May of this year. The independent committee's decision and suspension may be appealed, though. So, we had qualifying yesterday for Austria, but we've had sprints 
situation today, is it? Yeah, it was a fairly... The sprint has already happened. So they had qualifying for sprint, and that was uh, Mercedes drivers at the Austrian Grand Prix didn't have a good one. Uh, so we had Lewis Hamilton. He could only manage 18th. George Russell had a hydraulic problem. He'll start in 15th. Better day for McLaren, though. Lando Norris will go from third. He's behind the Red Bull pair of Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. We can hear a bit now from Verstappen. The driver championship leader was speaking to Sky Sports and says the weather could still play its part today. The track was drying up, so uh, lap after lap you were improving. You had to be... Uh on the track at the right time. Um, of course, you know, today you don't have a lot of uh, laps, you know, in every segment of, of qualifying. But uh, I think we did well. The car was uh, in a good window, good balance. So, uh, yeah, very happy, of course, to, uh, to be first. Well, yesterday things seemed a lot closer between you and the Ferraris than it was today. Today it's your teammates that will be lining up on the front row next to you, but half a second difference between the two of you. So it looks like it's going to be quite straightforward for you today. I don't know, I mean, why, you know, it's a bit different today, but uh, also, you know, the track is still not fully dry. Um, but yeah, car's quick, that's the most important, and today, let's see, uh, over, uh, over a stint, how, uh, how we will perform. Lastly, I have to ask, track limits have been quite an issue in both qualifying sessions. How much of a concern is that going to be in the race today and tomorrow? Yeah, it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, of course, in qualifying, you really try to go to the limit, so naturally a bit more difficult in qualifying, but... I think even in the race, it will be, um, for all the drivers, quite quite hard to manage around here. OK, uh, the Tour de France underway today. Yeah, no Irish involvement with the 110th Tour underway. Uh, their uh, grand depart, of course, is heading for Bilbao, hosting a 182-kilometre stage. England maybe have a glimmer of hope here in the Ashes second test at Lords against Australia. Yeah, there was a couple of wickets fell early there this morning. So Australia now have a 2.14 for five after 73 overs. That means they lead by 3.05. Um, but with Kerry and Green on board at the minute, uh, still a couple of uh, low scores out there. And like you say, England starting to come into this a little bit more. Had a disappointing first innings. Um, but Stuart Broad and his, his comrades starting to find a bit of ground now. Basketball, though, not working so far in the cricket. Uh, we got boxing news. Yeah, Olympian Emmett Brennan takes his first steps into the paid ranks this evening. He fights for the first time as a professional. The Dubliner taking on Angel Imelov in a six-round bout at the Europa Hotel in Belfast tonight. The 32-year-old hasn't fought since representing Ireland at the Tokyo Olympics back in 2021. Remember, folks, as you're binging on sport this weekend, to pick out your best performance of the weekend, whether it's a player, manager, even the ref, tune into OTB's Instagram page tomorrow evening, Sunday. Leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post. If your selection matches our top pick, live on Monday's OTBAM you're with the chance then of winning a Gillette Labs exfoliating razor skin guard shaving gel and a refill blades pack that is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day the derby weekend of the current takes place well it already began last night with a kind of a low key meeting but it's going to ramp up now we got the pretty potty stakes the feature today 325 then the big one 340 tomorrow Johnny Mershaw will be on the show a bit later on to preview the big one August Redan looking to build on his Epsom success and win the Irish Derby for Aidan O'Brien um, so 20 to 2 is the first race at the current today this is what it's all about now lads this weekend isn't it like I suppose we've been waiting for like a full house at Croke Park which we're going to get tomorrow and I just can't wait for these games. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, I think Mayo Dublin is the pick of the bunch uh, given the rivalry between those teams over the last number of years. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Mayo came to Dublin and produced another big, big performance. And I think the winner of that game 
regardless of the other results in the other three quarterfinals, going to have a huge amount of momentum and confidence uh, heading into the last four, and, and they'll take that with them into the semi-finals. But yeah, this is what we're we're really looking forward to. And I think to be fair to the football championship, it has got some bad press over the course of the year, but the last couple of weekends have been very very good, and I think this is going to be another one. Got impatient. We all got impatient, <laughs> and and the football championship. I certainly hold good hands up and say that I certainly wasn't impressed. But when you look at just the even the fixtures, even just the thoughts of of the Kerry Tyrone game and a Dublin Mayo game, I mean your mouth is just watering just even thinking about it. So yeah, I think Kevin McStay's side have been you know kind of on and off all year. They looked really really great in the league, and then like. That last to Cork just kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, but uh, we're going to hear from Colin Boyle later on, and he was talking about some of his his memories and you know just uh, just when he sees that Dublin jersey, like you know it, it just it it lights a fire in the Mayo people, like you know. So it's it's going to be fascinating to see how the game goes tomorrow. Aidan Delaney, Colin Malani, thanks so much for bringing us up to date on what's happening around the world of sport. Now coming up after the break, we will start previewing these games on the Saturday panel, building up to the All Ireland Football quarterfinals with Kerry Sean O'Sullivan and Monaghan's Owen Lennon. Off the ball Saturday on News Talk is back after this. Off the ball on News Talk.